Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast, the podcast all about the delicate balance between people and business, and quite literally, reconnecting the two. My name is Tracy Rubin, and I've spent nearly my entire professional career in HR. Join me as I share stories, opinions, and words of advice with you each week. to reflect on. And the first thing that I want to say before I even get into that is a congratulations to the giveaway winner, um, XO Julie Cat on Instagram. She won the giveaway from last week, which was the, you know, one year anniversary of the podcast giveaway. So very excited about that. That it was actually a really successful giveaway. Thank you to all of you who participated. It was very exciting very exhilarating and I'm so glad that you were able to get involved and that we could connect and I just also want to say thank you so much for all of the kind words so many of you reached out and not only congratulated me on my new role but also on one year of the podcast and it really means a lot so thank you don't forget to rate review and subscribe wherever you're listening to this follow me on instagram at hrtracy And if you have a friend that really would be interested in any of these topics, don't forget to share the podcast or a specific episode with them so they can tune in too. So the first thing that I thought about talking about for this week's episode, and mind you, I am exhausted, so I'm going to give you the most energy I possibly can. This was a totally like crazy idea to record this episode after my very first day in a new role. But the first thing and the only thing that I really thought about today was like, wow, I have so much respect for anyone who onboarded remotely. So I was in the office today, which was great. It was so nice to be able to just kind of get the lay of the land, so to speak. But I can only imagine what it would be like for someone onboarding remotely. And obviously I thought about this in my last role when we were onboarding people remotely and I knew it was tough for me as the trainer, or the manager, or the HR person, whatever. But I think I forgot how much work it is to start at a new company. And it just like makes me think about all of these people who have been jumping between like jobs and roles because they get something better and they quit and then they take it and then someone offers them something else and then they quit that and they take it like this has been a big theme in the great resignation as they say but um, I really forgot because it's been four and a half years since I've been in a new role or a new company I should say I forgot how much work it is to just like unlearn everything that you learned almost and start fresh So I think the beauty of like being in a role that you're experienced in is that you know how to do the job and the learning part is where you're getting to meet new people. You have to remember their names. You have to get to know the company. So that is what really my first day was focused on and what my first few weeks will be focused on. So I, my thought on the bus home today was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to make sure that I never save 
a podcast episode for a Monday night again because it's really, you know, these next few weeks, few months are going to be really draining. And that is what I remember now that I'm in it from, you know, moving into a new role. And I have to say, like, I'm really excited. I was already excited, but I'm really excited because I'm going to be learning an advanced skill set, I think, more skills. And I just like, I like change. I like to experience new things. So I'm excited for this new opportunity. Um, and hopefully, you know, I'll have some more insights to share. But um, other than the, you know, realization that it's so much work, uh, the other thing that I wanted to share is that is just like a tip for how to enter a new workplace, because I don't know that we I mean, maybe we've talked about this before together on the podcast, but I can't totally remember, and I especially can't remember right now. Um, But one of the things that I do, a strategy that I practice, is to really just observe, listen, and work on getting the buy-in of the people around me. Um, And it's really, like, part of that, a huge part of that is being yourself, being authentic, and, you know, being just you, because that's the easiest way to allow people to get to know you, to feel connected to you. Um, And so I go in, even if it's in like the same company, but you're in a new role or maybe you're working with new people um, or facing new people, when you go in with the intention to just listen and observe, ask questions, you know, offer support where possible and like leverage your expertise, but not necessarily change anything unless you absolutely have to, Um, that allows for the buy-in to kind of be developed and grow pretty quickly. So for me, you know, I, I tend to be pretty opinionated and definitely, um, I know myself, I know that I can have a lot of, um, answers to questions. I, I like to jump in right away, but especially in the first week, I really try to like reel that in, remain myself, like be myself, offer like ideas if it comes up or if it's part of like the discussion but really to focus on asking those questions making those observations taking a lot of notes and then just kind of like being myself so hopefully my strategy which has never failed me hopefully it'll work this time around too I have no doubts um but you know I feel really grateful that I'm surrounded by really nice people and a really nice environment so Hopefully, I can just have a really positive impact. So if you are or have recently switched roles, I'd love to hear from you. You know, this is, it feels a little different from the last time I joined a new company, which was four and a half years ago, because we're wearing masks, there are health and safety requirements, there's so much. It's actually really hard to recognize or like get to know someone when half of their face is covered if you're meeting them in person. So I'm going to have to maybe leverage LinkedIn for this or like the internal like org chart or something wherever people's faces are, you know, fully available to be observed. That will probably be helpful. But yes, please reach out if you have recently made a transition. I'd love to hear some of the things that you've done to make that transition and some of the challenges maybe that you've experienced, some of the things that have worked for you. I do get a lot of messages naturally about people who are either looking to move or who have moved, so I think it would be just helpful overall. So those are my you know fast facts, quick tips for you. The rest of today, the rest of this week's episode, I want to spend answering some questions 
um, and talking about just some things that have come up through DMs that hopefully in answering them will also help answer maybe some questions that you have. I usually get a lot of positive feedback from parts of the episode that are focused on answering questions. So without further ado, let's get to the first question. Someone asked me um, really a specific question about the great retention. And this person said, my employer recently implemented performance discussions every 30 days. In your opinion, is that a little bit too much? Um, And my answer to this person was actually that I think it depends on the kind of discussion that is basically happening during that performance discussion. Is it a check-in or is it a lengthy meeting? Is it a discussion on what like you, the employee, wants from a growth or development perspective? Or is it like a coaching discussion saying, you know, or providing feedback, for example? Um, And I said, I think it depends on the industry. So overall, to answer this question in general, I think it really uh, does send a good message, I think, that the manager is going to be committed to having these, what are probably check-ins with employees um, every 30 days. Because my point to this person is that actually it sounds like it's just a recurring meeting um, where the person is able to have that steady recurring meeting that they know and can anticipate is going to be in a certain format and they can, you know, maybe create their agenda with things that they need or want from their manager and there's a real benefit to having that recurring meeting and I mean at the same time I think if you're having a recurring touch base or meeting with your manager it probably could just be folded into that instead of being an additional meeting because that just bogs you down Um, but maybe there's a specific reason why it's a 30-day or every 30-day performance discussion Now, the other thing that as I'm reflecting and answering this question again, but really the first time for all of you, is that it's possible that this manager is is implementing this for a specific employee based on their performance or maybe like the performance that could be subpar or below standard because that I could understand from like a talent management perspective, if a manager is struggling with the performance of an employee and they want that recurring meeting outside of their normal like project check-in type of touch base to talk about performance. So it could be, you know, on a more constructive uh, plane or point of view, but it sounds to me like it's really just a recurring check-in and I am in favor of any opportunity for a manager to be consistent with their follow-up and support for their employees. A second question that I recently received was, it kind of actually, I'll backtrack. It started out less about, or less like a question and more like um, a concern from someone who was like clearly very frustrated and upset. So this person said, hey, I'm in this role, like I was hired for this role that is important, but like not, it's an entry level role And I'm supposed to be doing X, Y, and Z. And in the first few months, I was doing X, Y, and Z. But in the last few weeks, I've been doing work that feels really low level, really low scope. And it makes me feel unappreciated or underappreciated, I think the person said. And they were super upset. And basically, 
shared that, you know, this is something that's really impacting their happiness at work um, and asked, like, what do they do about it? So my advice was actually first to say, okay, well, let's figure out where you feel the difference. Like, is it that this, that your manager is giving you busy work or is it that you have actually like taken on more so you're doing the important things but you're also doing things that are just overall helping your manager or the team or could it be a third option which is that maybe the workload is a little bit different right now and so these are the things that although they don't feel like they're very important they're important in the moment and so we had a conversation about like basically analyzing the work and why this person was feeling that way and just in general breaking down where that feeling was coming from because I do think that's an important practice like we all can feel a certain way and take you know something out of an experience but you do I think find if you don't have a mentor or someone that you can just like speak into the abyss to find that person because that's kind of what the practice that I was like engaging in with this person was really to try and understand and break down every single feeling so that that person could like understand what they were feeling thinking and what they needed and so when we went through that practice um, I then asked them well like have you mentioned this to your manager have you mentioned this to the people who are you know basically giving you this work and thus making you feel this way and this person was like, no, I haven't spoken to anyone. I don't want it to look like I'm not, you know, committed, like I'm not a team player because I am. And my advice was like, again, just because you bring up something that's a concern or if you share feedback, it doesn't mean you're disinterested. And so I actually said, instead of giving feedback, you can just say like, hey, I'm so excited to be on this team. This has been such an amazing experience and opportunity. I wanted to take a moment to share with you how I've been feeling recently because, you know, there in the last few weeks, it feels like the workload has changed a bit. And, you know, I really believe in what I'm bringing to the table and the skill set that I'm bringing to this team. And I want to be able to have the most positive impact possible and support as much as possible. What do you think? How can I get more involved? And then through that type of conversation, you're giving the manager or the other person in this situation, in this scenario, the floor to basically evaluate what you've just said. Think about your position in the company or in the on the team, and then like really reflect. And this person ended up going back to their manager and sharing this and and all in the same vein or like right before this person went to their manager the manager was like hey like I'm picking up lunch for us like you deserve some recognition you've been doing a great job and that made the employee or the person who reached out to me feel that much more appreciated which was great and I think it was like perfect timing for that person to go and have like a you know, an optimistic outlook. But then, yes, they did go to their manager and share those things. And their manager was super receptive. And it ended up being that the workload has just shifted a little bit because it's what the demand is today. And that eventually, as the workload shifts again, this person will have like that more quote unquote important slash interesting work that they really appreciate about their role yet once again or yet again. So, um, I thought that was an important experience for this person because they were 
really starting out in their career. They're very hungry for the next step and the next, you know, the next best thing, so to speak. And they want to just do the absolute best that they can in this role in order to be successful and, you know, considered a candidate for another great role. So I get where this person was coming from, but I do think that that was an important exercise because one, it's really empowering for the person to like go to their manager and say, hey, this is how I've been feeling. What do you think? What can we do about this? And I think it's just, it helps to remind the person that, you know, there are lulls in what we feel is important work, but all of the work that we do does lend to the bigger picture and is important. And there's always a why behind the what and figuring out what that why is is so important to feeling dedicated and committed to the role. So if you're a manager and you have an employee who maybe has felt this way recently or something like that, I encourage you to explain the why. We always say this in retail, explaining the whys is so important for the person on the receiving end of your message to understand why it's important. Explaining the whys, understanding the whys, that is the key phrase. And some of you might be thinking, well, why does someone need to know the reason for doing something? It's not about a sense of entitlement. It's actually a matter of driving accountability and fostering ownership within that person. Like if someone says to me, do this, but then I'm, you know, maybe I'll just be like, okay, this is just work that I have to do. But if someone says to me, hey, we need to do X, Y, and Z, or I need you to do X, Y, and Z because this is what it's going to work toward or lend to or improve, then I'm like, oh, my work is going to be 10 times as good maybe because I'll be more committed. I'll have a bigger picture understanding of the, you know, the reason behind the work. And having that reason gives you almost like a a broader sense of, understanding so that when you are completing the work even if you would complete the work just as well without the whys it gives you so much more um, visibility so that when you're thinking through problems or you're doing the work you could potentially anticipate more of what you need or less of what you need because you understand the scope of the work that you're doing so it's not a sense of entitlement thing when managers are asked to explain the why it's a matter of driving ownership and driving accountability so those were the questions that I got this week Um, I'm gonna save some other questions that I got for another episode because I'm gonna keep this one a little bit short and sweet today because you can probably hear it in my voice This was not the right strategy. I am so tired. I have so much respect for anyone that has started a new job in this crazy new world. And, you know, I I really, like, I'm so excited for what my future holds, for what anyone who's started in a new role, what your future holds. But I'm looking forward to, like, I feel just so motivated. Like, I'm looking forward to waking up early tomorrow, getting to the office. Like, this is probably the most motivated I've felt in a very long time because it's, I don't know, it's just something new. It's something exciting. Like, I mean, I obviously loved my last role in my last company um, so much, and they'll always be, like, friends and family to me, basically. But I do think this is where change can be really, really exhilarating. Um, especially if you've given a lot of yourself to your to your company and your role. I was at my last company for four and a half years. So 
it feels good to have like a new fresh start somewhere and I'm looking forward to the challenges the ups and the downs I you know I'm excited to work through those things and I'm excited to kind of travel again hopefully I'll get to do more of that um, but in general like I'm probably never going to record again on a Monday night but definitely not this month because it's just way too much to ask of my mind body and soul so next week I will have already recorded maybe over the weekend I will say I am recording in my robe. I'm waiting for my Uber Eats delivery for dinner because I plan on really relaxing tonight and just getting myself ready for tomorrow. But um, thank you for being here along for the journey with me. Super excited for what's to come. And there actually is a lot to talk about that's been going on in like the employment, HR employment world. So um, with employment laws, the vaccine mandates so much. So the next few weeks are probably going to be a little bit heavy with like HR specific stuff and not necessarily Tracy's life on the podcast today. So, um, stay tuned. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Leave a comment if you're listening on iTunes. If you're listening on Spotify, you can follow. Whatever, wherever you listen, there's something fun or a different way to engage in the podcast. And don't forget to share the podcast with a friend or family member who you think would benefit from the things that you and I talk about. So with that, I am going to say have a wonderful rest of your day, wonderful rest of your week. Thank you for being here and I will talk to you next week.